0: Let's get to our guest, Peter Maguire, CEO of XM Australia on the markets. So we mentioned that we had uh, some rally in commodities. A lot of that's based on uh, the perceived chance for stimulus in in China. It doesn't seem like it's continuing so much this morning. But uh, Peter, what are you watching out for most closely this morning?
1: Well, good morning, Brian. I think, you know, I'm keeping a very close eye on uh, naturally – I think Copper has had a really nice move to the upside. And so that's taking me, I think, making me feel quite happy. And it makes me feel happy because I feel as though that we might be on a little bit of a turning point. Maybe it's going to be a a little bit more sunshine coming through. And uh, maybe we're going to see with the Chinese being a little bit more aggressive, I think it could be a good sign for commodity exporters and certainly something like Australia uh, to benefit from that cycle.
2: Yeah, normally when uh, you hear the words China stimulus, you immediately think it's going to do amazing things for the iron ore price, although this time might be different, do you think?
1: Well, it might be, Paul. It could be. I mean, you know, you, we've we've been hit pretty hard as far as price, but export um, demand has been very, very strong. And some of those, you know, the, the records that we've been shipping, I think March was a record month as far as shipments going from Western Australia. So the, the appetite is strong over there, but the, 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 as far as price is concerned, maybe at, uh, the copper price may be lifting or a little bit further and uh, maybe we could be in for a, a nice winter here and, uh, you know, a positive tone
0: starting to see a little bit of a bounce in uh, energy. Uh, energy prices in the ASX up a little more than 2% this morning. Uh, um, yeah. What is your outlook for, for oil? I mean, it, it seems uh, incongruent that oil has uh, performed as, as badly as it has over the past uh, six to nine months, uh, you know, given that equities uh, have, have, have moved up pretty handsomely.
1: Well, equities have been on fire since, you know, January one. It's been an incredible time to be long for equities. That six month window has been nothing short of outstanding. And, you know, backed on AI and everything else. And Nasdaq has just, you know, punched the lights out. If I'm looking at energy, I mean it's been a it's been cratering and it's been cratering for a number of months now. And I thought that, that um that change of tone from uh, Saudi oil minister with a million barrel cut could have sparked things, but that what was a short-lived rally to the upside. And then it's got you know back down to 68 for WTI. It's bounced to 70 and a half now and Brent's nearly at 76. So I think we might have seen the bottom and I wouldn't be surprised. You see a little bit further uplift from here. Uh, naturally, the big producers want higher prices and that was very evident. The UAE were the winners out of OPEC. 200,000 extra barrels and Saudis, we know, you know, cut production by another million. So I'm just waiting to see whether they want to, how that all runs come July, August, or whether we're going to see more, um, well, more change as far as tone from Saudis.
2: Yeah, Saudi Arabia has previously threatened and delivered uh, pain to short-sellers, and we had another threat at the end of uh, yeah. the OPEC Plus meeting a couple of weeks ago. Uh, do you anticipate another yeah. shock move from Saudi Arabia?
1: I wouldn't be surprised, Paul. You know, I mean, they live true to their word, and MBS's brother, half brother the half-brother, the crown, the prince, um, the energy minister, has said, you know, anyone on the short side is going to get spanked, and it hasn't happened really yet, but I wouldn't be surprised that they see... Um, addition, I wouldn't be surprised to see an additional cut sometime over this summer period. I really think that if their prices don't come up and they all say that, you know, it's they want 80 to 85 to $90 a barrel, um, they've been hit hard with the US dollar coming down from 114 in October. Now it's sitting at 102 that dollar index. So that's not a good sign for them either. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I'll just sit here and, um, yeah, I think it's going to be a dynamic market to trade over the next six to eight weeks.
0: I mean, just using mean reversion, uh, you might think uh, sell some of the AI stocks and buy energy uh, as a possible trade. I mean, we're just journalists here, so we throw these ideas out kind of willy-nilly. But, you know, I mean, if you look at the equal weight performance in the S&P, it's starting to move now. I mean, some of these, some of these uh, types of stocks that hadn't rallied in the first part of the year are starting to rally. Do you like mean reversion? Yes. Do you like energy?
1: Yeah, I do. I think that's not a bad way. I mean, you know, you, when you're thinking about that, Brian, you know, it's sure the mean reversion, it's sure the other side as far as they probably very frothy and toppy, and it's maybe a time to take profits. A lot of traders, are, you know, that seems to be the the banter amongst, um, you know, the, the the chat rooms and that. And what we hear, traders are looking at, you know, the new opportunities. They've had a really nice run to the upside, and maybe it's starting to see a little bit of, um, yeah, petering out, and there's plenty of other markets to look at because there's some really been some quite dynamic moves over the you know the last couple of months.
2: On the subject of petering out, uh, we got the Nikkei down today by eight tenths of one percent. Uh, do you think yeah. that long bull run might have finally run out of legs, or is this just a breather?
1: Uh, I think it's only a breather, Paul. You know, I mean, it's just been incredible. I put my mind back eighty nine; it was at thirty nine thousand, then it cratered to eight thousand. And now it's back at 33. I think there's further upside. I think the, uh, the policy statement's coming out of Japan. I'm not seeing, I don't believe we're going to see anything dramatic there today. And I think the other side, of course, is the yen's given up some of that steam. We're running at a 15-year low against the euro. So possibly, you know, a 145 is capable for the yen. And I won't be surprised to see the Nikkei sometime maybe this year even take out that thirty nine thousand handle to an all time high. I know it's hard to believe, but yeah, I think it's yeah. I think it's got the momentum to the upside.
0: So Japan has done well, but Europe has done well too. And I, I see in your notes that there's quite yeah. a lot of commentary about the UK. I know you probably want to uh, give us or share with us some of your ideas about uh, European stocks.
1: Yeah, you bet you. I mean, Euro, Eurozone's been nice. It's been a wonderful time to be long there as well. And uh, back on, uh, you know that that Asia market has really ticked up nicely, and uh, you know on the back of the Nikkei and certainly the back of U.S. equities, the East, the European zone has done quite well. But the FTSE has been came out of the blocks quick after COVID, but I think it's just it's running out of steam. It hasn't got the AI side, it hasn't got the technology side, and if you're looking at the other sense, they backed a lot of banks in their um, well in their Footsie. And uh, that seems to have created, um, you know from the financial stock side, the three non-cyclical sectors benefited as healthcare became the number one pandemic priority. but you know their commodity prices, um, they we know they went through the roof, but it seems to have backed down a little bit and the FTSE just hasn't really gained the momentum of those other other um, uh, other equity markets. It's really underperformed to the and, and quite significantly.
2: Uh, you mentioned AI there. We have had a huge AI-inspired rally. Does it look frothy to you, or uh, do you wait for a pullback and, and get in?
1: Ah, oh, well, I tell you, I think it's frothy. But hey, um, I, I don't get in the way of a bull market. Many an analyst or many a trader has been, you know, steamrolled by it. So um, you can't not be involved in it. But it's um, like anything that moves so quickly and so dynamically, and you know, from a parabolic um perspective it's you've got to say to yourself one day you're going to wake up and maybe it gives back 20% but uh, hey at the moment everyone's long and they're all cheering from the sidelines I'm not sure how long it lasts for Paul but um if you're not in it you, you know where have you been for the last six
0: months yeah you sound like a crafty trader Peter so uh, give us your best call at the moment what's number one
1: you know what I reckon I'm, I'm interested to see where gold trades. I really am because it's just been a silent performer for the last couple of weeks. And I think, Brian, to the upside, I won't be surprised to take that 2200 handle out sometime this year. So I'm I'm quietly backing that. So that's where it's looking. And I think Silver's got plenty of upside as well. So they are markets that um, are dear to my heart because I think they're undervalued at the moment.
0: Yeah. Good stuff. Thank you very much, Peter. Peter McGuire, CEO XM Australia.